following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a Tuesday journey on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. And I'm hearing in North Jersey. The DeVito family loves the huge show on the iHot app. After their son went to work on the Packers last night, that was a huge win for the Lions. I'm telling you right now, with the Packers going down and DeVito's family is up in the stands. And you know what's funny? That I'm watching the Gotti Get Gotti Netflix series. And I'm watching that going back and forth, checking in on the Packers. Forgot about the doubleheader with the Titans and the Dolphins, and I see the final. No, I went to that game, and it was 27-13. I think it's over. Then I see the Titans come back and win. But I'm watching the Gotti special with all the, you know, the Gambinos and everybody like this. And then they, I go to the game, the Monday Night Football game, and they show DeVito's family, and I'm like going, didn't I just see everybody in this photo right now in the Gotti documentary? Oh, my God. Are you Papa Vito? Yeah, I am. I'm Papa Vito. What are you doing? I, I'm telling you right now, Jordan Love, if you score a touchdown, you're going to be out in the Hudson swimming with the fishes. And then the agent for Tommy DeVito, he looked like the cross between a priest and a bookie collector. He had that outfit on. With, I'm thinking, like, and he's on the phone. How did he get on the field? Before the game, I saw that footage. He's on with Tommy DeVito. Hey, 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 how'd I get in? I tell you, I got in. You know what? You're going to let us trade in or you're going down, okay? (laughs) Can you count to six and put feet and under with it? Oh, God. That was... And I'm I'm watching Cotty, which was an unbelievable, you know, four, five-part, whatever it was, three-part... Series, but at the same time, every time I'd flip on 
the Giants backers, there'd be a screenshot. And then Joe Buck and Troy talking about the family for Tommy DeVito, who's from North Jersey. And I'm having Sopranos versus Gotti. And it's almost like those characters look like there's going to be a comedy show, kind of like the Seinfeld version of Sopranos with an Italian flavor. I mean, they're just, they, they look like they've been tailgating for 14 hours. They're, they're dressed straight out of, I, I swear, if you go right over the father's shoulder, I think it's Donnie Brasco. I really do. My <laughs> I'm waiting for Joe Pesci to go, hey, uh, you know what, uh, DeVito, we're going to make you a boss, okay, with casino. We're opening up a casino in North Jersey. Hey, more power to the Giants, man. That was that was so big. And Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Detroit Lions podcast that you can find on YouTube. He was one of our Lions NFL insiders. And that game, you may remember that loss by the Packers because the Lions are, I, I know hanging on may be a little bit too much, but I think it's close right now to win the NFC North and get that home playoff game. It was it was very nice to wake up. I, w- I fell asleep at halftime. Didn't didn't catch the end of the game until this morning and oh, I was, was I was uh praising Tommy Cutlets there cuz that was that was something else. We saw him the Giants came to Detroit this summer and did the joint practices and and I, I remember talking to Ben Raven from N Live. <laughs> We're like How's that guy here? Like he was he was awful Former in the Illinois summer. quarterback. Yeah, um, started at Syracuse, transferred to Illinois, um, but didn't didn't even look like he belonged near a practice squad this summer. And the fact that he's going out there and hey man, give your give it up to Tommy DeVito. He's won three of his four starts as an undrafted free agent on a bad Giants team. And the fact that they beat a Packers team that a lot of people around here were thinking was going to win the NFC North. That, that it was a reassuring thing. Huge. This was a great weekend for uh, obviously aside from the Detroit Lions because that was we're going to talk about that. That was awful. But if you watch the Minnesota Vikings and the Las Vegas Raiders scoreless for fifty eight and a half minutes, some of the best football I've ever seen. <laughs> it was. Uh, hey, Papa Devito said, "I'm telling you right now, Raiders, you score, you're swimming with the fishes." <laughs> It was uh, it was rough, and it wasn't like it wasn't like bad offense or good defense. It was just like bad football. It was like there's no way that there's no way that Vikings team without Justin Jefferson, the way that, that he got hit and sent to the hospital, they're not coming close to even the worst Lions performance. That that team's wretched right now. They're gonna save. I with what Jefferson's been through with injuries, I'd be surprised if you saw him the rest of the season. It wouldn't surprise. Now, but the thing is. Right now they're the sixth seed. I know because of what the Packers. The Packers are losing. The Packers with a losing record now are the seventh seed. They would be playing. Uh, they'd be playing. Who's the NFC? Uh, uh, oh, the the Cowboys because the Cowboys have taken over for the Eagles. The Eagles are behind the Lions in the standings now. This weekend, five or I'm sorry, six division leaders lost. Five of them lost, including the Lions, to teams with losing records. Now, one of those gets a technicality because Atlanta and New Orleans both had losing records. Somebody had to win. But it's it was a as frustrating as it was to watch the Lions lay a complete egg in Chicago. It was kind of nice seeing that they're not the only team that has some problems. And they're not the only team that's competing in the NFC right now that has some some major problems going on. And I think now you have to leave it up to do you trust that this team is healthy enough? To get through it, do you trust your coaching staff to get through it? 
And that's where uh, that's where I have some things to talk about. <laughs> I'm looking at five, six, and seven teams right now in the NFC. You mentioned the Vikings holding on. Okay, with, with Cousins, they might be tied with the Lions right now. You they could, could be. You could. They might even be ahead of the Lions. They're deep, there, there are they're, three wins that I think they have, at least two, if not three, that they could be tied with the Lions with two games remaining with the Vikings if Cousins was still healthy. But again. You know, He's football <laughs> football is about the injuries. It's about the losses. It's about, you know, Rodgers going to the Jets and love playing well. And they had all their opportunities last night. Gosh, when Barkley fumbled that ball away, I said, are you kidding me? That almost seemed fake, didn't it? Oh, like that? Yeah. That almost, you know, I'm, Baba DeVito's going, you know what? <laughs> I love my son, but I got the Packers plus one. You You never know with these things. I I love my son. Check that. My friend tells me I got the Packers minus three. Hey, Buckley, I need you to be in the open field, putting the game away, and somehow fumble the ball back to the Packers. Can you do it? Oh, my goodness. If you do it, you got to live a good life. If not, you're swimming with the fishes. I'm kind of glad I didn't watch that live because it would have gotten me very frustrated. I, I was been able oh, to sleep. I, I'm not lying. I, I just I hadn't finished yet. I finished it after the game, going back and forth between the Gotti thing and then the DeVito family in North Jersey, where God knows if Hoffa's buried under one of those parking lots. Oh wow! And yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking this is really cool, but then I'm it looked like he's falling, in the like literally. He was throwing the ball like a, like just ahead. I I didn't get that. It's like back when you're in like fifth grade and you're playing at the playground and you fumble the ball forward because nobody I, knows the rules. I did hear somebody on Dan Patrick this morning saying there are a lot of crazy things going on. And when you look at how many states have betting, when you look at how much money is out there right now with betting, that there are some crazy things happening at the end of games. I'm not I'm not pointing out individuals or saying anything. All you gotta do is look in the stands at MetLife with Papa DeVito. Okay. We 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 need somebody like that in, in Detroit right now. That's just a good uh, loss. I mean, Lions outdoors. We we were talking before we went on here. And Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, online, Detroit Lions Podcast, weekly on YouTube. Baltimore was a stinker start to finish. This was close, except the second quarter gave you some hope against the Bears, and the Bears are nowhere near as good as Lamar and the Ravens, who had the punt return uh, to beat Stafford uh, and the Rams, which is a big loss by the Rams. Rams are also 6-7. and Right, they're in that group. They they fell out of the playoff with that. Right, Um, Vikings are holding on, believe it or not, without Cousins, without basically Jefferson for most of the season. They're they're, they're winning winning with defense, but uh, that. That's that's only sustainable for so long. But I, I've said got. this about outdoors with golf. It's it's bad. It's well known. You know, he's a guy that you know played at Cal, played in L.A. If you look indoors, the difference he brings, he, even even against New Orleans indoors, right? So now I'm, I'm kind of like Dallas is basically an indoor stadium, right? It is, yeah, yes. right. Yep. So there's a there's a little hole up there, a little mini hole, and you got Minnesota indoor stadium. Beautiful stadium. We'll get to the Broncos and Russell Wilson, who are playing really good football. Yes, they are. That looked like an easy W back in September on the schedule. And <laughs> Not Saturday so much night, anymore. No, who knows? <laughs> and, 
But the outdoors factor and then Goff's inability to throw the deep ball really concerns me. I know Dan Campbell now is saying, hey, we're going to use Jamison Williams more. Well, thank you, Coach, that you watched his speed on that reverse and you couldn't run that three or four times just to keep the defense honest, to give Goff a chance not to have them teeing off on him. And the Bears had one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL going into that game on Sunday. I cannot state enough how poorly coached that game was by everybody on the Lions sidelines. 100%. No argument whatsoever. That was that was. If you're an opposing, if you're a owner and a GM right now, and you're looking for an opposing head or, or a new head coach, you ask Ben Johnson. Hey, explain Chicago to me. Explain your fourth down call. Mm. Explain, explain not was the fourth down the ball. call the running ball with a yeah. running play to the right. Yeah. Oh my God. They, they ran a counter. Oh Jesus. And now, now one one of the things that that has come out in in, in conversations that I've had, you know, not. Like on the record or anything, but man, if if Goff can just like bootleg that, like he he's still running, but he doesn't offer that at all. And how, I, how about how about Jamo on a fake reverse, and then Goff is throwing back to Laporta on the other side? That'd be nice. All and, and why can't Goff throw a deep? Jamo had another DB beat, and it was, was horribly underthrown. There was a lot of that. I actually did the film study of the game this morning, and. It's not looking good for Jared Goff. Uh, now again, it, it's outdoors. I will give the Bears credit. Their pass rush was solid. I think the the Lions' offensive line struggling with the injuries had a lot to do with that. Um, Taylor Decker had a bad day. That didn't help. But there's this game showed the limitations that Jared Goff offers you as a quarterback. Uh, if he's not making, and he made some very good throws. The 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 throw on the first drive. Uh, on third down, or it might have been fourth down, to Sam Laporta is a throw that not a lot of quarterbacks are going to make, and he made it, and it was great. He just misses throws, and they're all wobbling in the in the breeze. And that again, this this goes back to 2015, 2014 when he was at Cal. He doesn't do well in the wind. He just doesn't, and, and it's not lack of arm strength. I've look, I've seen him. He's he's not Matthew Stafford. Nobody is. I've seen him whistle balls in. Um, even in, in nice conditions outside, like he's he's got a good arm, he just doesn't. It doesn't happen in the wind, and he doesn't trust it right now. He doesn't trust throwing outside the numbers, and that's one of the big things that has happened. It's a common denominator for what happened in in Baltimore, what happened with Chicago the first time, what happened with Green Bay uh, on Thanksgiving, and and what happened with Chicago this. They, their linebackers and safeties can take away the middle of the field, and Jared Goff cannot adjust to it. And by extension, Ben Johnson cannot adjust to that. And that's a real problem because if Goff isn't going to try, if Ben Johnson isn't going to make him try, the, the, the blueprint's out there how to stop the Lions. And this is a team that is designed... They're designed to have their offense win games more than their defense. They're... The way that the way the Bears played offense in that game, and the way the Lions actually played fairly decent defense for a lot of the day, that's a game you're 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 happy with your defense. They gave up 28 points um, with all the misgivings that their offense had with the the three and outs and the the bad fourth downs and all that. You've got to score 30 to win. Like if you score 30, you're winning games. If you're scoring 16, your defense isn't set up to be that way. 
and they're not playing that way, and that's that's really frustrating right now. Dan Campbell's inexperience shows when I read the headline at CBS Sports that we're going to use Jamison Williams more, that you have to announce that. You have to announce that, but then you're not doing it when he's sitting there and he's getting one touch and your quarterback can't get him the deep throw. So, okay, if he can't get him the deep throw, how about a little drag route underneath where you got Laporta where they're all over him. They're all over St. Brown right now. Yes, they are. And what's happening because they're not stretching the field, it is defensive coordinator 101. Everybody's coming up now on the defense, which takes away space for St. Brown to get open. Right? It's also crowding Jameer Gibbs trying to come out of the backfield or get some edge runs, stretch runs. That so you throw some deep there. balls to, stre- uh, to keep the defense honest. You have J-Mo going in motion where a defender or two are going to have to go with them or a linebacker is going to have to drift that way. And they're, they're not doing that. Dan Campbell, to say that we're going to start using Jamison Williams like he's trying to put a Band-Aid on what's going on doesn't fly with me. They set the bar here early in the year, that they were a contender to win the NFC. We all agree that getting a home playoff game for the first time at Ford Field and winning the NFC North would be a great season. Anything less than that, it's a travesty. And if you're, if you're Jared Goff, the, these, these next games, the, the four remaining on the schedule in the regular season and the playoff game will define whether you're going to be the quarterback of the future in Detroit. And that's one of the big conversations that's come out of it is this week is um, what do we do with Jared Goff? Is it time to maybe consider switching to Hendon Hooker next year or at least have him compete for the position? And I, I don't know where the Lions stand on that. I would severely doubt that that is a very realistic possibility right now. But at, at minimum, Goff is taking dollars off of his would-be extension. Uh, you're, you're not paying $50 million a year for that. You're just not. If he would have wrapped up the NFC North by now, I think he's getting an extension before the end of the year. Yeah, and and I will say there's there's been some speculation that you know because he didn't get an extension over the 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 bye week or whatever that he that I, he's I outing. Can, that's why he's not playing well. Yeah, but th- I can tell you, and I know this from talking to people in Los Angeles and who know golf pretty well. He legitimately does not think about his contract at all during the season. Like it, it's out of mind for he doesn't want to deal with that. That's what his agent is for. His agent might be talking to the Lions right now. Jared Goff has zero to do with that. That's that's not what is the problem right now. Uh, so that you can at least throw that one in the recycle bin. But he's not he he's not making the adjustments. And I, I I'm going to put some of that on Ben Johnson too. They are not designing things that are easily executable for him. Um, you talk about Herman Moore and I had a great conversation about you know run JMO on a drag route, run him on a, a a button hook, run him on a tunnel screen. Who's stopping that with Panay Sewell getting out in front of him and and David Montgomery being one of the best running run running back blockers downfield? Like they're not they're not even thinking about doing those things, and they're getting behind the sticks too far often with throwing on first down, running on second and ten that. Your third quarter, as as my friends at Pride of Detroit have called it, the third quarter. They're right. There, it's 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 ponderous what Ben Johnson is doing with his offense, and Ben Johnson is the better coordinator. Like that's that's what's so frustrating right now. You know what bad third quarters mean is that the opposition is out coaching your ass. 
yes, they they are coming out flat, and they're coming out well on offense. I will say they're coming out unprepared to deal with what they've seen in the first half of the game. And I think you saw the Bears did it and the Packers did it, and I think this is going to be a growing trend. The other team wants the ball first so they can score first, and it throws Ben Johnson's game script off. We've we've seen it happen three of the last four weeks now, where the opposing team gets the ball, they go down the field, and they're ahead, and Ben Johnson, he doesn't play from behind very well. He just doesn't. That's not what his game plan does. It throws him off. It throws Goff off. Uh, that's and it would be great if the defense could get a stop early. That'd be nice. How about some in-game adjustments? How about adjustments at halftime? Aaron Glenn and Johnson uh, will not be head coaches after this season. No way. See, I would argue that Aaron Glenn will be because he's going to be better the higher you move him up because he has less responsibility over the actual. Th- he's he's a he's a good like upper middle manager, and that's what good head coaches do. Uh, I, I don't think that his game plans are very good, but I don't think that as a when he's got coordinators under him to help him, I think that's going to help him be a head coach. Um, I I was I'm kind of surprised he didn't go harder after the Texas A and M job because I know they called him, but that's not not what he wanted to do. So, All right, so we we're questioning coaching legitimately. Yeah, golf legitimately. Yeah, uh, the injuries are part of the deal, and we've talked about golf with a clean pocket versus golf. Uh, Oh man! Without you know, without any pressure, or with pressure, yeah. Uh, you you have a defensive line that Aiden Hutchinson made a high school mistake not containing the edge near the goal line. By the way, he did that on his own. That was not schemed. He did that on his own. Dan Campbell addressed that yesterday and said in his press conference, "I'm glad Aiden stepped up and took the bullet for that one, or something to that." Well, it just wasn't that one time. He, no, you, you knew, as I said yesterday on the show, and Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, follow them on Facebook and Twitter at Jeff R I S D O N on Twitter, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking Lions. You had three straight 100-yard rushing games against you. You're Aaron Glenn. You're Dan Campbell. You can't design a contain package on defense that would force Fields to throw or force him to run up the middle. So explain that one, Jeff. They, I will say that this week, Glenn... I thought honestly, I thought that playing three linebackers was smart. Uh, they brought some pressure, like the the very first drive. I know Barnes had that one missed tackle. That there was a missed. They, they they blitzed. They they brought six. Three of them touched Justin Fields. Not one of them got him on the ground. He ran for twenty five yards. the The first touchdown play. Oh, I need, I need a moment of zen here because uh, it's really infuriated me. They had the right defense called. To stop, if, if you remember, the, the, the Bears' first touchdown was Justin Fields on a design keeper going around the left end on um, the right side of the defense. The Lions correctly rotated into a double high safety, a split safety from a single high, went to a, a Tampa 2 zone, which is exactly what you want to do against a, a running quarterback. And the Bears blocked it well, I'll give them credit, but the two safeties... Kirby Joseph was on the play side. He bit on a fake so hard that he sprinted outside the formation on the other side. If he got to Malifanwu, who was the, the starting safety, um, surprise starting safety, and I'd be very surprised if he ever starts again, because on that play, he is then the chase line, the, the chase pursuit guy. 
He literally did not move a muscle until Fields was at the one-yard line. It was like a 15-yard run. He just stood there like he was stuck on a popsicle stick. Um, like like the, the you know the hockey the, the old hockey game where you like slide the things and you, they, they can't move other than when you're sliding them. That's exactly what he looked like on the field. He was completely immobile when he's the guy that has to go make that play. So I don't want to absolve Aaron Glenn, but dang, man, his players have got to do better too. And Kirby Joseph is having a rotten few weeks at safety. That's not helping Aaron Glenn. Interior defensive line doing nothing, and now without a Lee McNeil, they're getting no push. You know, up the they, middle. they tried. So they 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 then they to Aaron Glenn's credit. I guess you have to give him credit for it. They tried. They put Isaiah Bugs in as everybody wanted. Guy was on his butt the entire game. He goes down so easy. Uh, it, it was like it was like the Devito family had a sniper in the in the stands shooting his legs out on every <laughs> every other run. Like he's just not he's not good. He just he, and you know, so what do you do right now? If, if you're the Lions, we're we're going through a laundry list of what's wrong. Okay, yeah, is that to me your offense needs to center around Gibbs and JMO your speed and figure out a way to get St. Brown back into getting those seven eight catches a game. Laporta yeah. is one of the best tight ends in football as a rookie. Your offensive line not being healthy that's another thing yeah. that doesn't pop up on the stat sheet. Right, they miss Frank Rag now, big time. Um, uh, now again, they tried an adjustment. They put Coyote Alshika as the right guard, uh, replacing Graham Glasgow, who moved into center. It did help their run blocking, and this is where Ben Johnson rubbed me the wrong way, to put it kindly. In this game, they quit running the ball. They had what was it? They had over a hundred yards rushing on twelve carries at one point in the game. Uh, and then they stopped running the ball completely. Third quarter, it, it was in absentia. I don't like the idea of getting away from what got you elite. By the way, they were winning at that point. And that it was just, you know, Dan Campbell often talks about complementary football, about the offense and the defense and the special teams all helping one another, all playing to one another's, you know, suits and strengths. And they're doing the opposite of that right Right now, like the defense was actually doing okay for a decent portion of this football game, but the offense giving it back, like you can't have three plays, seven yards, three plays, four yards, three plays, minus one yard, two plays, lost fumble. That's their third quarter they offense. They were running way too much when down. I'm sorry. The, You've got to open it up. I, I get, I, I heard the announcers, well, this is how their offense is built. Yeah, it's built that way when you have a lead or the game is tied. And that's where Ben Johnson got away from. Like, It's like he doesn't understand that the game is going in a different way than his script wanted it to. That's been a criticism against him for his entire you know time in Detroit. And I think that's something that he's got to get better at. Um, he's certainly not above criticism. Now, he's a great coordinator. Uh, he's, he, he's still a very bright mind, but he's got things to work on, too. And I think that's one of the things that we're seeing here is that this is a collectively young staff, an inexperienced staff, the sort of learning on the fly a little bit. The upshot and the good thing is, is that they're having these same conversations right now in Philadelphia. They're having these same conversations in Miami last night when they went that offense without Tyreek Hill. They're they're awful because they're he stretches awful. the field and because Tua will actually throw it to him down the field. Um, but he, he they also like to throw him bubble screens. Jamo, that'd be nice. You know, they're having these conversations in Kansas City what, right now. The, the is, Chiefs are terrible right where now. Where is the reasoning on the lack of using Jamo more? 
That's a great question. Because I, I'm, I'm feeling Ben Johnson follows a script too much and doesn't feel the game. Definitely. You see him looking at his Denny's menu on the side there way too long. I, I, he doesn't feel the game. No. I, I will say from the shots I saw of Glenn Johnson and Campbell, the Lions coaching staff, it reminded me of the first half of last year in year one where they didn't look confident in what they're doing. I would agree with that. And and you see, we get the, we get all kinds of still pictures um, from, from the USA Today galleries. And a lot of them dance just looking like, like a forlorn look, like what is going on with my team right forlorn, now? Forlorn, that's our word of the day from Jeff Risden and the graduate of Ohio University. Learn how forlorn can be part of your vocabulary when talking the NFL. We now join the huge show already in progress. Yeah, we're forlorn because our quarterback entered the transfer portal. You are educated. I, I try. And you have a, a <laughs> you're very good. We're at we're at 28 minutes in our first segment. We got to get to a. We need a break. We got to get to a. Thanks for the signal, Brett. I, I, and, I got you. And buddy. you commented on Brett's haircut, and I didn't yesterday, and he's taking it personal. <laughs> It looks good. Looking clean. Yeah, he uh, he went to uh, the world-renowned hair salon, Les Arts, Le Col Grail Clips. So, uh, good job there uh, on your haircut. That Risden comments. You go, thank you, Jeff. And you said it with, like, thank you, Jeff. Bill didn't comment. Guys don't comment on haircuts. They don't. They don't. Guys don't comment on haircuts with each other. Jeff did. I Maybe he looks at you as a son. You could be his kid. You could be. You could be. You guys are both tall and everything. And he's got like his daughter who poured in 17 points in her first varsity game for Zeeland East. Five of six or three point range. What's her first name again? Lizzie. Lizzie. Well, going out tonight. We've got a big game at Unity Christian tonight. We'll uh, be out there. Oh, Lizzie, yeah. the house of three point dragons. That's right there. So who are they playing tonight? Hudsonville Unity Christian? Yes. At Hudsonville Unity Christian? Yep. They play at their own high school. Or they play at Hudsonville High. They play at their own school. Okay. Very, very nice, big, Football, spacious they gym. They play at Hudsonville High School. Yes, they do. Okay, one and Lane uh, owns the paint. Risden, he has the night off. He does. He's going to go watch his sister play. Are they off to a good start? They are two and one. Um, Plymouth beat them in the opener. By the way, Plymouth. For those of you in the Detroit area. Go out and watch Idris Cotton play. That young man, he's going to go to Northwestern. He's going to be their their right tackle uh, in football. Really fun basketball player to watch. Really great young man. I got to talk to him after the game. Um, Idris Cotton is a guy that uh, keep your eyes on him because that there, there's something there. But yeah, uh, we beat beat Hamilton in a in a thriller and we beat uh, Jenison uh, pretty handily. So and Lane's averaging what he is three games. He's at twenty three and a half points a game. He's made uh, eight of 13 threes at six nine. Is he cleaning the glass? Honestly, he's not getting a lot of rebounds, and that's something that we, his mother, is getting on him so about. much from the outside. Uh, and he plays high post offense. We the offense runs through him, sort of at the free throw line at the top of the key. So he doesn't get a lot of offensive rebounding. And they're doing that to drag their big guy away from the glass, they so do. they can center yep. on other people getting the yeah, rebound. But it's, 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 I don't mean to sound like a coach, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been a fun year. Great great watching my Lane Risden and Lizzie Risden, Zealand East boys and girls basketball. If you're in the WHTC listening area are filling along the lakeshore go see uh lizzie and lane oh yeah lizzie and lane they sound like it could be a band too <laughs> i like that in concert at van andel arena lizzie and lane all right jeff risden lions wire draft wire one of the co-hosts on the detroit lions podcast you can hear and see on youtube 
Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter at Jeff R I S D O N. Uh, in studio for a couple hours with us on this Tuesday broadcast. Speaking of the Lions, how would you like to win Lomas Brown's tricked out Lions golf cart? Now, it was custom designed by Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids. They're Michigan's new go to Yamaha cart golf dealer. And you can design your own golf cart for your neighborhood, for your business, for the golf club, for the second home, wherever you need it. You can custom design your own Yamaha golf cart at Impact Power Sports, 14 Mile in Rockford. Follow them on Facebook. Just Google them. But if you want to win Lomas Brown's Lions Tricked Out Golf Cart, just text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000, and you'll be in the drawing next summer during our golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. And one lucky huge show listener is going to get a Lions tricked out golf cart, just like Lomas Brown, courtesy of Impact Power Sports. And if you're looking for the ultimate Christmas gifts, all the power toys, uh, Drew and his team will give you the best deal in West Michigan. Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford, just north of GR. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Get your groove on. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Robin Thicke. Same show, same night, Montel Jordan. Tickets start at $53. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Party hard. Slide into smooth. Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Deck your cart with Meyer Savings. This year, give the gift of savings from Meyer. Santa Bucks will save you plenty. This Wednesday through Saturday, save up to $50 when you decide what's on sale with Santa Bucks. Ho, ho, ho! Savings for all! Plus, stack your savings with M Perks December Daily Deals. Check back every day for the newest can't miss deals. Shop Wednesday through Saturday to save even more when you use M Perks and Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, 
This special limited edition canned cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show on a Tuesday broadcast presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire Draft Wire talking Lions in studio. Soren Eagle, you know, a sponsor with the Lions. They have a huge promotion going on right now. Place a qualifying bet on any remaining regular season Detroit Lions game and a Ford Bronco tricked out in Lions colors, decals, and logos could be yours. Just download the Eagle Casino and Sports app to your phone or from your computer. Visit playeagle.com for complete details. Drawing will be January 8th, 2024, and somebody is going to win that sweet 2023, I think, for Bronco. Wow, I'm looking at the photo. They have it on display at Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant, so the easiest way uh, to enter. Uh, just download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app to your phone or on your computer or visit playeagle.com uh, for more information. Jeff Risden in studio talking, Lions. Uh, what's your early vibe on the Broncos game on Saturday night? Free betting advice. Bet the under. <laughs> Both defenses. But Lions do. Their offense is different at home. They are. Uh, they And I hope that. Man, I hope that there's some realization between Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson and Jared Goff that they need to run the ball. When you've got a banged-up offensive line and it doesn't look promising for Frank Ragnow to be back, we're saying that on Tuesday. Um, they did a walkthrough today. The game's Saturday, so everything's sped up a day, which is throwing me off completely. Uh, throws off their media schedule completely. Uh, I would not expect Frank Ragnow to be back this week, which means that you're going to have... Coyote Aoshika back there at right guard. Graham Glasgow as your center. For the love of God, run the ball. Pound on them. Now, the Broncos, since they gave up their 70-burger to Miami, have actually played pretty good defense. I believe they're a top-10 defense since then. Um, it, it's not dissimilar to the way that the Lions did it last year where they were just getting you know torn apart early and got a lot better later, but their their cumulative stats look so bad because they gave up so much early. Sort of where Denver's at this year, so they're a better defense than they look, but they're vulnerable. You can you can run on them, and one of the things that I would love to see Ben Johnson do, he promised us, he promised us in the media room. I was sitting there uh, the the second week. I'm going to play Gibbs and Montgomery together, and we're going to see what happens. And you know how many times they've done that in 13 games? How many times? They have played five snaps together in 13 games. Um, four of them in one of those games, and in three of those situations, they threw the ball to someone else. We need to get back and rely on your good players to do things. We talked last segment about Jamison Williams needing to get in the ball more. Uh, especially if they're taking away Sam Laporta and, and I'm on Ross St. Brown, which seems to be the way that the Chicago effectively shut them down. There's a lot of 
weapons at the disposal of Ben Johnson. Let's see him get back to being the mastermind and the maestro and and use them in creative and effective ways because right now that's not happening on offense. And with the defense and Aaron Glenn's unit playing the way it is, you've got to be able to go out and, and score 30 to be confident that you want to win, maybe even 35. You can do that against Denver, but you've got to be sharp. You've got to be focused. You've got, to, you've got to understand what the defense is trying to do to you rather than just having your play script and reading off your Denny's menu and, and not adapting to what's, what's actually happening in the game, which I think has happened a little too much. And uh, you do that, I, I, I think the Lions, the Lions are a much better offense than Denver is, even with Russell Wilson finally pulling his head out of places that it didn't need to be. Um, their, their offensive line is not good. Their running game isn't very good. Their receivers don't catch all that well, other than Cortland Sutton. Uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot of meat on the bone to chew on for Detroit this week. Let, let's hope they're hungry. My biggest concern is home or away, outdoors or indoors, hasn't mattered. When I look at what the Lions have done in that loss at home to the Packers, how bad they were, how they needed the miracle rally to beat the Bears, how bad they were against the Bears. I don't have a lot of faith with how well Sean Payton has Russell Wilson and that team playing. Uh, they're in the playoff hunt. Yes, Minnesota is still in the playoff hunt. Uh, Dallas is in playoff positioning. The Lions face four monumental games. Yeah, and, and you brought games it up. Games that are, I, I, except Minnesota, I will agree with you, the saving grace here with the Packers losing last night. Vikings have no offense. None. I'm really, I'm None. really concerned. <laughs> I'm really concerned about uh, Denver and Dallas. We'll talk more about yeah. uh, the Denver game and the rest of the NFC and the Lions. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, online. Also at Jeff R I S D O N on Twitter. One of our Lions NFL insiders joining us in studio. If you have a Lions comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank Listener Line. At one eight six six eight three eight huge. Everything huge twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC equal housing lender. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers. Until December 30th through the end of the year, purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to theurbanu.com. Imagine this. 
A day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. We are back in the huge show across Michigan. I do want to send out a reminder to the golfers listening. A week from tomorrow, I'll be live at the Ada Indoor Country Club. It's a public indoor driving, putting simulators. It's pretty cool on Pettison Ada. You can stop out a week from tomorrow, take three swings for longest drive, three closest to the pin shots, and you can win golf from Tullymore, Pilgrim's Run, Antrim Dells. That's at the Ada Indoor Country Club a week from tomorrow on Pettison Ada. Big. Bad. Huge. 